God, you caught me in the middle of an air drum rock session. Hello, everybody. It's your old pal, Cool Breeze. Cool Sneeze, I should say. It's Andy Fiore. This is another episode of, uh, I hope, your favorite podcast and mine. It's the DYM podcast, everybody. Joining me, as always, it's the Duchesside squad. Oh, my goodness gracious, Heloise. We'll have to dip into that later. But my co-host, my pal, my amigo, Mr. Sean Donnelly. Everybody. How are you? You started the show like a 1980s teenager, just rocking yeah. out in your bedroom, just with your <laughs> your warrant poster on the wall, just dreaming oh, one day of playing arenas and stuff you, like that. You just uh, th threw some darts and hit the bullseyes on a bunch I'm, of them. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I had warrant posters. I had hair metal posters carpeting my walls if that's possible and i i gave rock concerts to nobody when i was a kid wait so when did you go from metalhead to hippie well this is the mid 80s you know this is right, mid to right. Like late 80s so i would say probably mid to mid 90s i saw the dead for the first time in 95 summer 95 same with fish but yeah. i actually never went to a hair metal or a hair band concert i would love to but. Well, it's, what's funny is I remember when I was like pre-teenage years, when you're 12 and like probably 13, I was like, yeah, like the I was into. I think every 13 year old is into the Doors. Like you think the Doors is like a big One deal. Of my first albums. Yeah, same here. And then on top of that, um, I was really into Aerosmith for like three years. Yeah, I loved yeah. Aerosmith. And to the but to the point when fences here because because there was a uh, there was a point where they came back with Janie's Got a Gun. Yes. People. My age well, were like, this is a new band. Like, I didn't even know <laughs> right. that they were like that uh, about, you know, um, uh, all the all the older albums and stuff like well, that. Dream on. Sweet emotions. Sounds like a different uh, singer altogether. It does. It totally does. It, it sounds like a completely different band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So but when you're when you're a kid, you're like, like, I remember I remember the my first encounter with knowing what the sex pistols were was <laughs> oh, that some was late for me. That yeah, well no 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 well, no just you know it was old for me too. Like I wasn't around at the time of the Sex Pistols. I'm not that old, Andy. Um, <laughs> but I remember the first time I even heard the name. It's almost like out of a movie. It was written in pen on the back of a bus seat, like a, a oh, school bus hilarious. seat. Like it was written. Somebody wrote it like in that like Sex Pistols font thing on the yes. back. And I remember, I'll never forget it. There was a hole in the seat. In the writing, I'm not in the writing, right below the writing, it was it said yeah. Sex Pistols, yeah. and then somebody just carved out a hole. <laughs> and I remember being like, what the hell is the Sex Pistols? Yeah. And then I either, I somehow found out through somebody else, or I don't think I knew the music right away, because back then you didn't, you couldn't just go on Spotify and be like, no, I think it's a band. Like, it could have been anything. And then I was like, oh, this is you what that is. You couldn't go on the internet. You couldn't go on the internet at all. Exactly. So you had to find out naturally a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah, that's funny because a lot of a lot of my early graffiti too was just drawing band names and band yeah. logos. You know how many yeah. times I tried to draw that red hot chili peppers logo? I could never get it level and straight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just well, my notebooks were lit. My backpack. Did you guys do the uh we took we would take the white out and and mark up our backpacks, our, our Jan Sports with white out of just yes. our band our favorite band names. Yes, absolutely we would do that. And then also you would get when you were by the time you were in middle school or high school, you would get the plain big binder and that would just have pen and white out and whatever else all over it. Littered. Oh, I wish oh I could my go back God. and see some of mine. Oh my God. Oh what my a loser. God. I would have loved to see. It's it was like, like you know what that is? It's like the hieroglyphics of your psyche as a teenager. <laughs> it's like it would be like yes. those, it'd be like those archaeologists that go into caves and they see like these like rudimentary drawings. <laughs> yes. But you would just be like, what was my because you know you're not going yeah, to therapy because, as a kid for the most no. part. Yeah. They would just look at mine and go, clearly we have a virgin here. <laughs> 
that lasted until I would say at least 18 years old by these all, markings. <laughs> all the all the drawings just have uh, they have giant boners. All these drawings, <laughs> oh, yeah. they, have, they have long hair, a guitar, and just a giant hard on. Just a giant. Yeah, penises were a large part of my oh, high school yeah. art repertoire too. But I didn't do it on my own. If you walked away from your desk and you sat in a few oh. vicinity of me, you were getting a dick drawn on something. Absolutely. <laughs> that that was just a go-to. Like because all because think about I it. Could, man. I could like, knock one out in under two seconds. Not <laughs> you're, you're the David Deep, Blaine baby. of the David Blaine of dick drawings. Yeah. The street and, magic and, of and, dick drawings. Which also foreshadowed my, my real life sex life too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two two minutes becomes a theme in Andy's one. life. <laughs> <laughs> um no but i really think if you think about right you're even saying like what the thought process was i think i even told you but i always wanted to do a joke about like the idea where it's like all you're thinking about and you don't know it when it's happening because it's just taking over your psyche all you're thinking about is your boners when you're when you're, all you're thinking about is, oh, is, it, yeah. is how it's, it's such a new and exciting world for the first 10 years you're Absolutely. getting them so you're like you're like your whole idea and then the oh, hormone man, level is through the roof you know your hormone level is just yeah uh, through the top of your head so you're so it makes sense that uh guys are drawing dicks you're thinking about like it's it's not how many dicks is that that's a lot of dicks you know he goes a lot he just got a lot yeah that's what made it hard to go to a uh all boys high school there because oh my god just, yeah if you can imagine the embarrassment of a co-ed high school and just like getting up and having an inadvertent boner you can imagine the downpour of insults if you ever got caught in an all-boys school oh my god <laughs> yeah dude just shaming you out of the room i learned the uh belt tucking method real early <laughs> You just you just pulled the silence of the lambs real quick. You just oh, tucked. No. no, the under your under your. No, I know, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. You just you just I'm buffalo kidding. build it on the way to the bathroom I, and, I and buffalo build it in front, of, in front of Father Atkinson's religion class. <laughs> Did you do my homework? I did my homework. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that uh yeah, man, that it's Excuse just me. everything is so new and exciting. Almost like how you know when uh, you're a baby, like every every I always like because a couple of friends of mine have like new brand new babies, and they're like, yeah, like like a like a guy. I don't think you knew him. This guy Peter Moses, uh, who used to do comedy. Oh, John, uh, great Moses. guy. I know John Moses as well, but uh, Peter used to do comedy and he's talking like we just took, he goes, Oh, we just took our baby. Who's like, like six months old. His baby's like, he goes, we just took him to like the, the beach for the first time. Yeah. And then he's like, we went in the water with the baby. And I was like, can you imagine? Like, oh, you don't even you. know how to comprehend. What'd you say? Keep talking, I can hear you. Oh, all right. Like you don't even know when you're a baby, you don't even know like what it's such a foreign substance. Like it's such, it's one of those things where you're like, Wait, what is this? Like, what? First off, what is sand? And then you're in the water with like your mom holding you, but you're still like, what is going on? That we're like in the ocean, and it's like a different, yeah, there's a different like equilibrium and a different. It must be so strange, but you don't even you don't have the presence of mind as a baby to go, oh, uh, this is water, and we're at the beach, and everything's okay. But almost like you're wondering, like, do little things like that cause like micro traumas in your life where you're like. Maybe that's what forms your phobias. That's what forms maybe. what you're kind of scared of later on. Maybe, you know? baby. Maybe well, baby. that's when you, I uh, think you, when you finally pop for the first time, that's a weird new substance where you're well, going, yeah. holy geez, Louise, what is all this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can I tell you this? Uh, I've never had a wet dream. I have. It's first off, I, I, it's fantastic. I've but I think. Dreams? I I I've, I've had, yeah, but I had a sex dream. You know, well, wet dreams are sex dreams, but it's like. But I know. No, What'd you say? No, there's no, there's no wet to my sex. No dream. nocturnal emission. Correct. Uh, dude, I think in my life, I think I've, I know I've had one. I think I've maybe had two. Yeah. Um, and honestly, they're fantastic, but they're, I don't, I think they're like, it's like Aurora Borealis. Like they don't show up that often, dude. <laughs> it's like, life. it's the Haley's comic of your dick. Like it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> every 86 years. Every 86 years you're getting a wet dream. Like, I don't think if, if you're a guy, if you're a guy on a regular basis, who's getting wet dreams, you're not going to get out of bed. Let's be yeah, honest. Like no. you're just not, you don't have to live life at that point. You know what I mean? Like you really don't have to do anything. My friend, Steve, one time, uh, dated this girl he was in love with in high school they both lost their virginity to each other 
loved her forever. She eventually went to college. She was a grade ahead of us. And after college, we all lived in the city and he was still in love with her. Went home with her one night. He goes, yeah, you know, wanted to have sex with her, but she's just not into it. He goes, and I woke up and I had a wet dream in her bed in her apartment. (laughs) I go, go, what did you do? He goes, I just left. Oh, my God. I go, yeah, dude, that's a tough one. But it's also a thing where it's like how quantity wise, I, I don't know if that would. It's not like peeing in the bed. It's not the same thing. I don't know. I, I can't tell you. Jesus, is he had like porno level styles of? Yeah, of I mean, maybe it was contained to his uh, his boxers and underwear or whatever. But I, I don't know. I know he was very embarrassed, and it's something it's, I, I think it's more of it. That sounds like more of a shame factor than it is. Oh like, yeah, he's a very shame. You kid. can't like think about how you can't explain that away. You can't go. No, it wasn't me because it's like it's like. <laughs> People realize people think like, no, it, it's got to be you. Like, that's the way yeah, this works. Cares, but also, she already seen it all and she's done it all with you. Gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah I think little, you're right. I think it's just that immediate you go, oh, crap. What the hell did I do? <laughs> you're in somebody's bed. Yeah, it's that it's that shame factor of going, I, I feel uneasy at this point. The most shame he probably got from it was us then making fun of him afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just relentless. Absolutely. 100%. Um, yeah, yeah, I think sorry, yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you right now. I think I think one of the things that can lead to having a wet dream, like you know, don't don't jerk off for a long time, and then I, I think your body has to go. Okay, I have to get it out somehow, and then it just doesn't. Yeah, well, we might be maybe, maybe a blue ball situation. What could have happened with him there? Yes, absolutely. You know, so but I'm or or it's a thing where we're at an age now. You're we're both in our forties. Uh, it's a situation where maybe. Hormone level, it doesn't happen as much because it's not at the forefront of your brain no, as much as it was. Oh, no. you, you think we got low T? I'm just trying, not low T, but less T. Less T. <laughs> less T. Let's be honest. When you're a teenager, you're Mr. T. And then you. <laughs> You've got high T. <laughs> you got high T. You got high T at noon. <laughs> With the queen when you are a teenager. That is that is all what you're thinking of. And um, so, but I think it's also chemical of why you're thinking. You know, it's chemical. And then the older you get, yeah, don't get me wrong. You're still, you're still, it's still there. It's still present, but it's, but maybe not yeah. enough to have a wet dream. You know what I mean? Mr. T. <laughs> hey, woman, you want a real champ? <laughs> you want a real boner? You want a real tea? <laughs> I pity the fool doesn't help me ejaculate. Like, that's just that, you know, that's, that's a, a bad Mr. T. <laughs> well, uh, I, sorry, I had to run, I had to get a, um, uh, my water there. Uh, I hate to tell you guys this, but I'm okay. But I was at the beach for two weeks. I was off, and your old pal Cool Breeze caught a little case of the COVID. So uh, I'm down and out for until Saturday. I, I'm I should be good tomorrow when you hear this. Uh, I feel fine. Thank God for the vaccines. If you don't believe in science, look at me for example, because uh, I tested positive and if it weren't for the social responsibility of it i feel completely 100 percent fine i have a small cough i lost my smell i just got my smell back like an hour ago i had the revelation where i was like i can smell again oh wow like, i live alone mind you i shouted that to nobody <laughs> but it was just such a i was like ah, there it is it's back and so i i mean other than that i i, I don't want to downplay it obviously but i it didn't it didn't hit me at all I was almost asymptomatic, but I think that's in large part, obviously, due to the vaccine. So please go get it for Christ's sakes. Um, yeah, just go get the thing because let's be honest, like you, you don't know. Like let's, you're within the right. age, you're within the age that yeah, could it have been the same thing? Yeah, but why take the chance? Like why? Right. There's a there's a very good chance that this thing helped tamper it down to what it was for you. Yeah. Now I know you guys look at me and go, Andy, you're you're in pretty good shape over there, just as doing the eyeball test. You're a healthy young lad. <laughs> but still, I mean, you know, I got high blood pressure. I got uh, less tea here, so you never know how these <laughs> things are going to affect you. It's a very arbitrary uh, disease. So is estrogen a catalyst uh, for uh, <laughs> yes. for COVID? Um, but, yo, uh, but, but we're, we're glad you're okay, buddy. And I, I, I think you're right. I think, 
I think there's a chance that you could have been fine otherwise, but like, yeah. I'm glad that you have it. So it's like, Same just here. be on the Why safe side. The Why Absolutely. take the chance? And on top of it, you're doing the right thing by being like, let me go on lockdown for a few days until yeah. this thing shakes out. Like, so I, they, they, yeah, it's kind of a, a no brainer. I was, that was like, they were like, yeah, Saturday, you're good. If you're asymptomatic, I'm like, perfect. I can go back out Saturday again. And we're, let's be honest, man. We're not, we're, if you met us, you know us, everybody who's listening at this point, we're not crazy COVID mandate people. We're not, we're not, not on a soapbox. This is literally a real life thing that happened. I just that, want you guys to live and be happy. The amount of times that the, these people were outspoken about not getting this thing and they've died and on their deathbed, they've gone, get the yeah. vaccine yeah. should be evidence enough for people right. to go, oh shit. Right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I'm okay. It's, it's good. I'm so happy to be smelling again. It's a weird sensation that I've never had before loss of sense of smell. And, uh, I'm, I was, after I got it back, I was walking around smelling all the smelliest things in my apartment, like taking my deodorant <laughs> cap off. I'm going over to the spice rack, sniffing everything. I'm going, yeah, it's back, baby. You just farting into fans. Oh, <laughs> farting up a storm over here just for the pure enjoyment of it. Just farting into a fan so we get yeah, shot right, right back into that gullet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the beach was great, man. It was nice to get away. I was uh, swimming at the ocean every day and uh, four hours in this chop and I'm an installer. <laughs> <laughs> For Andy, Andy, four hours in this job, I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I have to say, I mean, not a mask in sight. I didn't put one on for two, two straight weeks. I went to two fish concerts on Atlantic City Beach with forty thousand other people. That right. might have been the spot where it happened. <laughs> Just a bunch of hippies running around with no just, mask. Just by the sheer the sheer art of statistics. Let's say that's where it happened. Doctor goes, you think you can narrow it down? I go, I think I can. I think I could pinpoint it, Doc. Not only was I at a fish show with thousands of other hippies, I was in Atlantic City fish show. Uh, Doc, this may be a shot in the dark, but I yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe just a uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, hypothetically, I could have gotten it at this, this gigantic concert. I, hypothetically, it could have come from anywhere. But well, uh, we're glad you're okay, buddy, and uh, we're glad you had a good time relaxing during the summer. Oh, it was um, nice. And How about with that all. Bracket? That with all your show was a big hit. Big hit. Uh, we we didn't get it. We didn't get everybody the, the, the blank bracket. I, I can't find it. I'm sorry. I'll look again. But I was also on vacation. I gave it a cursory search and I couldn't come up with it. I'll look again. But I had that in an old email from like three years ago. I was cleaning out my emails and I saw the bracket thing that I we never got to. And I said, hey, let's resurrect this thing. So, uh, yeah, it might be gone forever. But do a Google search. Re most rewatchable uh, movie bracket. You'll find something or. Come up with your own. That would be a fun thing for the Dimwit Nation to do. If oh, you guys my want to God. Do bracket put together because there was a lot of things on there. I go, how is this on here ahead of this? Or they left off this movie. This movie's not on. So maybe that's a fun uh, end of summer project for the Dimwits to so come up with your own. And maybe if we find one we like, we'll, we'll do it on air. You know, do this. How about do this? We, we'll do uh, come up with your own what like your own side of a bracket, like your own like. There you go. A quadrant a quadrant of a bracket and then we'll just put them all together because it's hard to do a whole whole entire yeah, thing hard to come up with 64 i mean well, unless you do it, random matchups be a lot of the same movies though it, it, it could be, yeah that's true yeah so maybe make your own your own uh your own bracket system uh that was a really fun episode we had gordon was fantastic um we were in the studio for those but, but due to uh uh sicky mcsicky's uh we'll be back next week in the studio um but dude yeah i uh we have, I haven't seen you in so long because you were beach bound. And uh, so I, I, I'm guessing you watched some stuff, but I don't know if you had time or not. Or I watched a lot. I watched, you know, some days at the beach. You're there for two weeks. It's going to rain. So I had a lot of downtime. I watched uh, three new movies. I watched a little bit of a uh, documentary series. Um, and I also, before we get into that, kind of movie related in a weird way, and I'll tell you how, is that we should mention... R.I.P. One, I maybe the top three favorite bands of all time: Rolling Stones, Charlie Watts, original, you know, longtime drummer, passed away. And I only relay this message because you guys all know this information by now. But the Stones are maybe—I I don't want to say the—but would you say one of the most used bands in movie soundtracks in history? A thousand percent. Yeah, a I mean, no Scorsese. I would, I would, 
I would make the guess and the bet that they're the, the most used band in the movie soundtracks. Yeah. That's got to be. Besides that, <laughs> any Vietnam would, movie, you're getting, any, you know, give me shelter. Maybe Led Zeppelin or maybe. Um, uh, I'm going to give it to Stones on that. I think thing. Stones got it. And then on top of it, it's one of those things that. Uh, Watch, maybe do a quick search. Just say most used bands and movie soundtracks. Most. History. It's got to be. The, it's got to be the Stones. The only other yeah. thing I can think of is like. The one song of Peter Gabriel Salisbury Hill being used in 50 different movies. So he would take the title just off like a fluke no, like I'm that. Where one most multiple songs here. I mean, Scorsese alone puts the stones in the mm -hmm. top bracket because he uses them multiple times every movie. Almost. Uh, absolutely. So they, it. I think hands down to the best. And also even besides movies, man, like commercials and TV things. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, think about, Think about the like the Apple couple Apple commercials had had Stone songs in them, uh, but but it's good you brought up Charlie Watt because a friend of ours, a, a Jersey guy. Speaking of Jersey, uh, mm -hmm. this guy uh, Ken Krantz, who runs his own music uh, podcast, um, really funny comic from Jersey, uh, and he posted a thing on Facebook that I thought was such a great story. I wanted to relay it, but I wanted to give him credit because it's an urban myth story. I think he even prefaces it by saying he hopes it's true. It's one of those like rock and roll stories you're here. Apparently back in the, this has got to be the sixties or the seventies. I'm guessing, uh, the sixties. And there's a whole heated argument going on between, uh, um, um, Mickey, uh, uh what's his name? Um, uh, uh, no, 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 fucking Keith Richards <laughs> and Mick Jagger. Yes. And uh, I don't know why I blanked out on that. And uh, Charlie Watts in the room. And during the argument, Mick Jagger refers to Charlie Watt as my drummer. I've heard, you, yes. You've heard this story? I have. A and apparently, person. apparently Charlie Watt just uh, quietly Watt. gets up. Watts, whatever. Wow. I, whatever. Watts it gets up from the uh, gets up from his chair, leaves the room. Goes to his goes to his room, takes a shower, puts on a suit, grabs a steak dinner, finishes, goes upstairs to Mick Jagger's room, knocks on the door. Mick Jagger opens the door, puts out a little smile, and just knocks him out. Just gives him one punch and just <laughs> knocks him to the floor and says, uh, "Don't ever forget, I'm not your drummer. You're my singer. Don't ever forget that, or something mm. like that, whatever." It was. But I think yeah. it's such a cool, such a cool story. Um. And yeah, why, what's and the, the version that you've heard? Variation. What's uh, the variation? So it's probably not true then. I heard, well, this one came from somebody posted from Keith. And he said, one night, uh, Mick and I were out and Charlie Watts was already asleep. And Mick called him up very drunk saying, where's my drummer? I need my drummer. You know, I want my drummer to come out with us. And they got back to the hotel room. And I heard that... Um, Mick Jagger was wearing Keith Richards's jacket that he got married in. And when Charlie Watts came down in the middle of the night after they got home, he knocked him out. He punches him and he landed on like one of those big catering trays, those wheels with wheels <laughs> on him, those trays. And he was sliding out a window and Keith ran over and grabbed him and pulled him back in in Amsterdam. And he had to hold back Charlie Watts because he was so fumed in the same quote. He goes, just remember, he goes, don't ever call me your drummer again. I never heard the second part of it. I just thought he was heated over the my drummer thing. But then Keith goes, uh, they go, what'd you grab? What'd you go and risk your life and grab Mick for? He goes, well, I like that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. But I mean, knowing Keith Richards, 75% of that was made up. So who the hell knows? Yeah, right. It's also like I don't think he has the, a fair recollection of things. Uh, but, said, there's no official answer, but the consensus is Rolling Stones. It's got to be Rolling Stones. It's got to be. There's got to be a Reddit for it or something saying Rolling Stones. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, can we just now that he's passed, R.I.P. Well, I was trying to think for years who he looked like because I never really thought about Charlie Watts that much. Uh, he looks like um, John Waters. Uh, Charlie Watts looks just like John okay. Waters. If you, I think yeah. they have the same vibe to themselves. Also, Charlie Watts always reminded me of Fred from the Howard Stern show. <laughs> yeah, I they have similar one. looks as well. I think I always <laughs> put the they always always and, and you know what it is? I think it's Vincent Price face. I think if you have Vincent Price face. <laughs> yes. And then you have any kind of uh, deviation of that. I think of you, uh, you go down that same family tree of like, like almost like, look like, even if you don't have a pencil thin mustache, you look like you should have one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. You look like a pencil thin mustache. 
Like, there he is. Like, you put a pencil-thin mustache on that photo we're looking right now of Charlie Watts. It doesn't miss a beat. Like, we could show you that photo for five seconds and then wait a couple minutes, and then I'll say, did he have a pencil-thin mustache? And you wouldn't be able to tell me yes or no. That picture's following me around the room wherever I am. <laughs> <laughs> the Mona Lisa of Rolling Stones uh, uh, photographs. But speaking of... Uh, the beach before i get on before we get to the movies i've been watching 100 foot wave have you seen this on hbo by the way I, no but i want to watch it it's, it's a it's like a reality series or no no what is it a documentary uh, about this it's going back 10 12 years now this guy garrett mcnamara who i gotta say is not the most likable person to have a documentaries over uh he's just an odd guy then they kind of get into why he's the way he is and you go yeah that makes sense yeah um but it's fun. It's it's engaging. I like it. It's it's cool to see these big wave surfers and they're, you know, just I can't imagine the adrenaline these guys have and chasing that. A lot of them are like, yeah, I don't. What do I do now? Like, you know, some of these guys get hurt, injured. The adrenaline rush of riding a 75 foot huge wave in Portugal. Once you've reached that apex of adrenaline, like some of these guys age out of surfing big waves or they get injured, obviously. You right. go, yeah, what's going to match that for the rest of your life excitement-wise? You know? Because it's like, I could, it's it's almost a depressing thing to think about because if you've got this huge rush of surfing uh, these incredible, like, death-defying waves. And then I gotta, you just go, yeah, I got to be a plumber now for the rest of my life. I, I got to be completely honest, man. I kind of relate to them in a way because this one uh -huh. time I had Burger King three times in one day. <laughs> that wasn't adrenaline you were feeling. <laughs> no, that was cholesterol. And I, Coke. I, I got to be honest. Like I, I, I had the same thought process. I said, where do I go from here? <laughs> I thought, I said, is, I go, this is the mountaintop. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, so I totally hundred, hundred foot you wave surfers. And you're one of the same. Yeah, there's a, it's I don't think you could understand it, really. I, there's a brethren thing yeah, that happens. Twice. There's a brethren thing that happens when when you do achieve this like Nirvana like right. uh, euphoria of being like, this is my life goal. I It's almost like finding out the meaning of life in a way. You know what Man, I mean? I like think you're in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> you I can't really. Did you you actually breakfast, lunch and dinner at Burger King one time? No, I, I did it. I, I'm not a psychopath. I had everything was afternoon. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, so I probably I had a 12, three and eight. I had, I had three. <laughs> I wasn't there for the what, breakfast. What are you, I'm, I'm not a monster. What do you think? <laughs> I'm not Animale. Animale. Uh, so, yeah. That's, so yeah, really, worth it. I haven't finished I, it yet. I'm excited. I should, I should watch it just to relive that that high. I should. Yeah, I should maybe, watch it to maybe. Relive that feeling. Yeah. Or supersize me. I think <laughs> that's my, that might be right up your alley. Supersize me as my hundred foot wave. <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, yeah, I watched something. Or you were mentioning a TV thing, a uh, streaming thing. I watched a show. I'm on the second season of it now, but it doesn't matter. It's one of these shows that like re it re reboots every season. It's a different story every season. Ooh. And I thought. I'm going to sound very, uh, I don't want to sound misogynistic here when I say that. I thought it was like, hey, it's a chick show. That's what I thought it was. But I watched this show called Dirty John. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if I've ever even heard of it. It's based off a podcast of like a real life crime situation, but it's it's pretty it's pretty true to life. Mm. But I got to be honest, there's an actress in it who's been in Nashville and she's famous from like a bunch of stuff over her career. Her name is Connie Britton. And, ah, yes. I know Connie. Okay. Now, here's the thing, man. Um, I don't know what made her famous. I forget. I don't know where she Friday came Night from. Lights. Friday Night Lights. Okay, there you go. Uh, I'm going to say it right here. I, 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 extensively, I've talked about uh, actresses and actors we appreciate on this show. I talked about Juliana Nicholson and how I think that God, they should just give her an Oscar for what she did in Mayor of Easttown. I know it's TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just give her the Oscar for it because that's how fucking yeah. good the acting was, right? But we also have to, um, we should explore the dark side. I am going to say it here. I'm going to make a blanket of statement. I don't care. I'm, this is going to be my dice clay edgy moment. Mm. Connie Britton stinks. <laughs> Connie <laughs> Britton stinks. 
I don't know who is saying this is a talent. I, I, the 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 intent of the acting of Connie Britton in these shows, and and, and I, don't, I like I'm not a fan. I, I I started Friday Night Lights. I didn't finish yeah, it. Maybe here. I could be proven wrong that way. As I watched. Your, I, fuck. What? Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's corny. corny. I it's couldn't corny. get into it. Dan Shackleton goes, "That's yeah, great. You got to just give it a chance." I gave it a chance. I could. I bailed. Nah, exactly. Now I'm watching. You know why I didn't like her performance in this? Now maybe it was true to life to the actual woman who, but I, I didn't. That could be if maybe if I, I saw almost like when you watch one of the things that's very impressive about the fighter, the movie, which mm -hmm. is the David O. Russell movie with um, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg and about Mickey Ward, the boxer, right? It's a great, it's a great movie. A little bit corny at times, but it's a great movie. Christian Bale, you watch them side by side. They show you that clip of the brother. They show you the brother the real at the clip. end of it. And you're yeah. like, oh, he just kind of mirrored this guy. Like, yeah. And did a really great job of it. That could be the case here. And if it is, I will be proven wrong. But the type of acting she did in this show was, I knew it was a true life story, but the whole time I'm thinking, oh, she's got something up her sleeve at the end of this. But mm. which the character that she's playing in the in the climate that we're in now really is an antiquated, like, I'm a helpless, a bit of I'm a helpless woman. They almost yeah. show her getting her shit together during it. And if that's the way the story went, that's the way it went. It's true life. I get it. But the acting job she does makes you think there's some kind of plan when there's really not. Like, they, it's very misleading a lot of the time. And also... I don't think if, if what she was trying to convey is somebody who was caught in a in a uh, uh, was a victim of an aggressive situation and not somebody who like had enough is enough and then went and, and took a shot and got out of a bad situation using using their own their own means because the cops couldn't help because this guy was circumventing the system and all that. Right. That's mm. how I thought it was going to be. But it was just a very random true life br brutality uh, uh, abuse type situation that was very straightforward, but that's not what she was pulling off in the performance. Right, right, now, right. like I said, could I be wrong? Could she have nailed this woman's uh, cadence and this woman's uh, uh, state like of every mind? Yeah, she's played in her whole career. I mean, she was essentially a Texas housewife of a football coach for ten seasons on Friday Night Lights. It doesn't seem like she's got much range. <sighs> yeah, and and honestly, even Sorry, for Connie, you're out. Even for that, even for that, like 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 the second season of this has Amanda Pete in it, right? And Amanda Pete, who who I never really thought much of, does a phenomenal job of kind of playing that a very yeah. similar type of role, right? And um, all right, keep your towel uh, on. <laughs> I know I'm getting very adamant, but yeah. Well, no. oh, oh, man, oh, oh. Towel on. It's Amanda <laughs> Pete. All right, all right, that was pretty good. All right, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's one of my favorite moments of the show. Right, Amanda right, Pete. Yeah, it's Amanda Pete in that episode. That's Amanda Pete. You're right. Yeah. yeah. She walks well, around naked with uh, what was the guy's name that she lived with? I think John. I think John. No, it wasn't John. Was it John? I, I no, think. it was um, it was no because he he references the name. He goes, I want to be. He goes, he he doesn't have to do any of the relationship stuff. He just gets the sex. Um, what is his name? And he goes, uh. And the guy comes in, and he, he's great. He looks like Jason Momoa. He's all jacked and shit. Uh, anyway, so my point being is that one thing that's not being said, with the amount of great acting that's going on these days on TV and movies uh, by women or by whoever, I'm just saying, I'm not just saying, oh, it's it's a woman thing, because there's, there's guys who act terribly as well. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Of course, like, you know, that's just, uh, we just mentioned one. Mark Wahlberg is, unless you're putting him in a role where he's a dummy, he just kind of, screws things up what no, uh, i watched what no uh, <laughs> you showed it to me eight billion times it's is it not that one of the greatest it's on par you with it's funny to me it's on par with have you ever seen the show <laughs> i try to convey that to people oh that was what? a covid wheeze no. right there yeah a little i still got a little bit <clears throat> excuse me um <laughs> yeah he uh i was watching uh, TV. It was a it was a rainy beach day. Lyle is his name. Damn it, Lyle, Lyle. And yes, I should have remembered that. The happening came on, and down the beach, and I had to watch it, and just for that one scene. It's such a bad movie. I don't. I mean, here's the thing. So I, you know, was by myself at the time, and I went up to go to the bathroom, and I was sitting there for like ten minutes, and I just. All of a sudden, I hear from the other room, what? No. And I'm on the toilet. I go, oh, I missed it. But I heard it. 
Dude, I have shown people that. I've reacted to stuff like that now. It's I thank you for bringing that into my life. It's a part of my my lexicon now. A, a great. I just I'm love it so much. Glad to hear it. I'm glad what? to hear it. No. It's so it funny is... to me. His little kid reaction. I we've talked about it before on the show when I first told you about it. I think we we watched it live on the show. Um what what it brings up for me just from a a a producer, a director, an acting standpoint. What it brings up for me is how did that get under yeah. the radar? How is yeah, that the cake? That was the best one that they got. I don't think it was. I think it was a thing of of. I guess it had to be because if you're him, if you're not paying attention to any of it, if you're the editor and you're him and you're M Night Shyamalan, how are you not turning around and going, "Oh, we can't leave that in there. We can't do that." What do you, yeah, it was we, either you that or it was, it was like the third AD and he was really under a time crunch. He goes, "We got to wrap up every five five or I'm in really big trouble." He goes, "That's yeah. fine. That's why we'll go wrap." I believe that the most out of all of it. I believe that it was a let's get this done, beat the clock scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so such a great scene. But watched a lot of movies over the vacay. Watched some interesting things, some stuff that's kind of not on the radar for, I want to say, the majority of people watching movies out there. I'll start with one. I don't even know if you have you ever heard of John and the Hole. No. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I yeah, I watched uh, Dirty John. film here. John and the Hole. Maybe pull up the uh, movie poster, the trailer, just so Shawnee can get a little glimpse of what I'm talking about here. The It's, it's not going to be like a human centipede type scenario, is it? Or something? No, but the title is pretty literal. A uh, young boy named John, maybe 12, lives in a very rich concealed from the rest of the world neighborhood in Connecticut, New England, I guess they don't really say, but uh, discovers one day out on a walk, he's flying his drone around and his drone crashes. He discovers this bunker hole from old construction that never, for whatever reason, they didn't finish it. And, uh, Oh yeah, that that's a cool one actually. Is that um, a shot from the hole? There's one, just, there's one where they're like they're he's looking up they're it's looking up at him from the hole. If you can yeah. find that one, Bush. Anyway, um John literally and metaphorically starts having it's kind of weird we're talking about this because of our prior conversation. He's 12 years old, so he like starts discovering at one point he, he asks his mother, he's like, What does it what does it feel like to be an adult? And so he's goes about trying to fill this like this hole he's got he metaphorically is searching for something and long story short one night he drugs his family and drags them and puts them in the hole and kind of toys with them leaves them there for like a week and he goes about living on his own as like an adult would and he kind of sees. Oh, so it's like it, it's a horror movie. It's like a horror movie. It's not. It's a. It's a. It's not a horror movie. It's a thriller. It's maybe it's a, a thriller. thriller. At times, hilarious though. Um, it. Ha I liked it, man. I gotta say, it was a like an interesting watch of a movie because. Here's the another thing I'll say. Longest title card, longest movie before the title card comes up, maybe in history. About thirty <laughs> minutes before you see John in the hole come on the screen. Oh wow. And there's a weird twist that happens right at that 30 minute marker where you go, whoa, what is now what's happening here? And like I don't want to give anything away because yeah, it's like a brand new plot <laughs> twist. But it, you're going, oh, it really makes you think about the movie. And you're going, is this real or is that real or is this thing or is what? What's going on here? Oh, like Very how much of movie. It Very head. unique movie. I don't want to say anything because I want to let people because it's an, it's it's open to interpretation of what I think the ending is what you think is actually going on in the whole thing. So I loved it. It was very odd. It was very unique. It was a cool, it had a good tone. This little kid was a great actor. This kid has already been in has already, I forget his name. But he's had a good resume already. Uh, was very impressive. And like, I've never seen anything really like that before. Very interesting movie, hour and a half hour and 45 minutes. And I would recommend it. I think it's a cool, um, take on this kind of genre where you go uh i've just never seen anything like that before and at times i was laughing i was like this is hilarious this is fucking great i'll check it out but i gotta be honest the description freaked me out like anything with a yeah, hole yeah, and putting yeah, people in it really freaks me it. out 
it's not scary though it's uh, trust me it's more of like it's more of like a thriller you're like what's gonna happen next it's not scary scary and has like dark comedy elements to it yes very much so okay well that's pretty cool it's it's kind of interesting that you talked about like a little known movie because I want there's a phenomenon that I want to put out there to uh, DYM Nation, the dimwits out there, which we appreciate each and every week. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Is this a thing? Because this is what I did. One of the things that I watched is a movie that I think I watched already, enjoyed, and then watched it again (laughs) and forgot and didn't. You my dad? You're getting old, pal. This is classic Joe Fiore written well, all over it. Well, there's a very good chance I watched it drunk, and that's what okay, happened. Okay, okay. So, oh, so it's, it's not entirely just me and my memory and me becoming an old man, which I am. Um, so it's, it's a couple years old, at least? Oh, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a good amount of years. It might even be from like 2015 or 14 or something. Uh, and it's on Netflix and it's one that was recommended to me. And I think I watched it and I remember being like, I like that, but I think I watched it half, maybe I half watched it the first time or something because I watched, I go, I never watched, I, I looked, went through again and I go, oh, I never watched that. And I, I hit it and then uh, it kind of seemed familiar. Original? It was not, I don't think it was. I think it was okay. like, I think it was just a limited release. Um, uh-huh. But really, definitely a thriller. Uh, scary at times, but my kind of scary, where it's like suspenseful. Like it's more suspenseful than scary. Really cool idea, and also like I guess. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get it, but you can. Yeah, if yeah, you might get it. You're good at this. Bird box? No, not bird ah. box. All not right, keep going. Box. I got one more. Um, thriller. I don't know what you're kind of thriller. It's a, but it's also like. You might not even have heard of this. I don't know if I okay. brought it up on the podcast. Yeah, you said little known movie. If I watched it already once, maybe once I say the name, you'll be like, "Dude, you watched that and we t- fucking <laughs> talked about it." Uh, that's what I'm trying to hoping happens. So I, I'm, like, I'm an idiot. Um, so, but really, really solid. And also, man, there's a whole, there's a whole cl- like you know these these limited release. Uh, like I guess you would consider them the independent uh, thrillers like this. These suspenseful thrillers. They a lot of them get it because like you know they're at the the point in their careers where they they don't they can't have an ego and they just have to make the best possible movie so they're noticed. And a lot of them, if you find, will stick to an hour thirty, hour forty. Dick, for you don't the movie, need more than a hundred minutes. That's the sweet spot for these things. It's a, it, all my, you need to tell a movie. That's my hundred minute nuts. rule for anything. Yeah. For a comedy show, for a movie, the hundred minute rule. That's and the bigger, the bigger you get, you know, your 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 ego is embraced, and nobody's going to tell you no when you're making a four hour movie. And when exactly. it's a thing, uh, you know, it, it, you know, I'm thinking of Tarantino really? right away, but there's other guys who do the same shit. Um, I I started watching The Irishman for the and then ten minutes in, I went, I I can't invest. I can't invest in this again. Right. Uh, but anyway, so this one, I want to go. I don't want to go all over the map. Uh, do you want me to tell you the name of it? You want to try to take one more guess? Uh, give me it probably one... came out like 2000. It might have been like 2013. It's been around for a while. Um, no, no name actors in it. I don't know anybody who I've ever really heard of in it. Uh, shot really well. Uh, I'll give you this one hint. There's a color okay. in the t- there's a color in the title. Color in the title. Yeah, which I because I don't think you're gonna get it. So I'll, I'll give you a couple right. seconds. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't on me, Big Daddy. Which and if you don't know the even the name, the chances are I didn't see it. Maybe I just saw clips of it, and that's why I remembered something. Uh, the movie is Blue Ruin. I have heard of it. I don't think I have seen it either. Okay, I'll tell you right now. Well, I've seen it now, uh, once, possibly two times, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Wait, and I I enjoyed it. Like it's 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 a good watch, man. It's a really good, it's a really good watch. So that makes me think I haven't seen it, and I might have seen on YouTube clips of it, and that's why I thought I saw certain scenes because certain scenes I was like I saw that, but maybe I just saw the scenes and I was like I gotta check out this movie. Uh, kind of reminds me of what you just said about John and the Hole, like like independent movie, uh, not pretty straightforward story. I don't know why it's called Blue Ruin. Um. I can tell you a bit of the plot. It's 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 a little bit revenge movie. It's mm-hmm. uh yeah, I'm reading right. It's uh it's got this guy who he has a very distinct look in the movie. He kind of looks like a couple of people, but he's not them. Um, he looks like a couple of character actors. I thought he was before I so, but great acting, really great use of like not using dialogue. Like it, like still stayed interesting right. with barely any talking going on. 
Uh, and then uh, it ramps up a little bit with the dialogue as you go on. But once again, like the, the, the old, the adage of like, Hey, put people, when you have these movies where like you don't recognize everybody in the movie, mm. they comes off so much more believable and it's so much more enjoyable. Yeah, that's him. And I all right, I'll add it to the list. Add to the check it out. Blue Ruin. Uh, all right. I, I kind of I want to look up why it's called Blue Ruin, to be honest. Um, um, I don't know. Is it there a man named Ruin? No, I, I, I Blue no, Ruin. no, I, I know. Usually it's like that, like Goodwill Hunting type scenario like where it's like yeah. like that. Goodwill Hunting is still I get the, the play on words with that. Yeah, but like, but like it's a it's kind of a bad title. It, I, I, I actually I actually it's it's yeah, <laughs> like it's 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 because you're, you're thinking it's saying a good hunting for goodwill, which is right. the one side. But then the other side of that pun is just you're like, no, he's good. He's like, yeah, goodwill hunting. Right. And it's right. so patronizing and so weird to go good goodwill hunting like it's like nobody like like also it's creepy to be oh, like I always, I always thought it was you know he's actually he's good at heart too out of you know goodwill hunting he's a, like he's he's a good person yeah, i uh whole troubled background and everything. yeah but it's very it's very uh i think it's very it's too blunt in that yeah in that I, side I, of we're gonna make a whole federal case out of it yeah because, yeah uh, yeah it's a shitty title but uh, it's also a movie that's been out for 25 years and you know. <laughs> yeah um so and two it's a, but good I do indie recommendations Eric, yeah no some off the map um i could do more but i know we're running close on the clock here we're going um, to close on the clock we can save some for next week uh my namesake of this week's episode we can uh oh yeah we let's can, get into we, that. I did you that. did you watch uh no i i here's my beef with this you know i'm not really you're not I don't a know where guy, yeah dc is suicide squad correct yes uh yes so All right, now i Love Dark Knight, obviously. Um, I'm not much for the Marvel movies. Um, I watched the original Suicide Squad on a flight home from Turkey for performance. Which got Hood, which got which... panned, destroyed. So I don't know why they're keep making. I mean, it's crazy because they how... they rebooted the the thing. So all right, well lay it on me then, Big Papa. So here's the thing. I don't know much. Of, I didn't even watch the first one because I heard how bad it was. It was not. Good. Uh this one they jump right into the action. It's. There's something about DC where they do miss the mark a little bit. It was it was James Gunn, the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy, who yeah. directed it. Uh, it was highly <laughs> anticipated. It's good. It's good because it's an R-rated superhero movie. It's got that a sense of humor. Like. It still keep. It reminds me a lot of The Watchmen, which I think you've seen. Uh, the, the movie it, I hated. The series I loved. But you've seen the movie, so it reminds yeah. me of The Watchmen. But it's All definitely right. better. It's better than The Watchmen. The thing about Suicide Squad, which makes sense, is there's a military angle on it. Um, but even the military angle that you have in Marvel, they they still soften it. So that even the Captain America, right? He was part of the yes. army. He was a symbol of the army. Marvel has this great way of making it. Yeah, he was part of the army, but the the army is secondary. At DC with Suicide Squad, they're like, you're on a mission. Uh, there's so, there's so many military logistics within the fun of the movie. Instead of them just being like, where this rogue group and we're gonna the the the, the superhero aspect of this is gonna take over, which it does. Don't get me wrong; it's a little bit silly. It's it's fun. It's definitely funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have a lot. It's it's very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy and not done as well as that, but still good. And it's great for DC, like the DC side of All things, right. which we talked about for. Uh, a, a lot on this podcast. We've had arguments with Nathan McIntosh about, you know, whatever. Um, I still think DC is the less than in when you're trying to convey a superhero movie. Not that they don't have gems. This wow. would be in the basket of DC gem. Like, it, it, did okay, it blow me away it. and make me go, oh my God, they figured out their formula? No, I don't think so. I think so they, I, still, they still have the DC vibe to it that they just haven't yeah. gotten certain things right about these things. All right. Well, maybe I'll but, give a watch. Saying that, also knowing that being that, said, that being said, that I'm not, I, you know, Curb. I'm not, I'm not Mike Lawrence. I'm, I, I'm not a guy right, who, right, 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 like, as far as canon goes and character, like, don't come to me for the, 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 uh, <laughs> the official opinion on comic movies because I, I just enjoy them as movies. Like, yeah. there's people who know there, there might be people who watch Suicide Squad and go, oh my god, they nailed this as far as the comic book goes, and and mm. and they should be awarded for that, you know. Uh, I'll I'll give it a chance based on your reco. I uh, was the I the one show I did. I did a, a big movie theater show. Um, in yeah, Stone talk Harbor, about New Jersey. Talk about that before we go. Well, it, it, I, it does relate to movies because um, 
our show was at nine o'clock and uh, great show. Great turnout. Thank you to everybody who came. It was super fun. I love doing it in those little movie theaters. I've, that's the second time I've done a stand-up show in a movie theater setting. It's then they're great. I love it. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> but the manager, excuse me, he came over to me. He goes, hey, man, this movie's just running a little late, but it shouldn't affect us at all. We maybe hold the house for five, ten minutes. I go, yeah, great. Um, I go, what is it? playing in there right now yeah i was out suicide squad so i actually like walked in i saw the last like five minutes of it oh no just well it didn't change i have no idea what went on and let's be honest you'll probably not even see it it was just them like on a plane and he started to pet a rat that was oh like, that's the very very end yeah, yeah very very, very end yeah, yeah 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 and so uh that's all I saw of Suicide Squad, but it was kind of funny how you brought that up. And uh, to be honest, it's again. it's definitely a fun movie, and it's good. It's definitely good. It's just that with DC, I'm like, I think you're expecting like them to do what Marvel does, which they just haven't. But also, Marvel. I'll tell like, you this: I didn't hate Harley Quinn's movie. It wasn't great, but I didn't <laughs> hate it. I just wish that it was like only her, and it was just like yeah. I don't think that's the way that comic is built. I think it's uh, the 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 birds of a feather, or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. um, I hear the cartoon, the Harley Quinn cartoon, is fantastic. It's like, great. Well, they they say the, that if you sit down and watch the bat, the Batman animated movies are known as some of the best Batmans. Like like yeah, the, like the real the, the diehards. They're like when they talk about the best Jokers, they mention Mark Hamill for doing the yeah. voice of the Batman in the animated series. Yeah. Uh but let's get out of here. Uh we want to thank the everybody. Here. Let's get the hell out of here. I um want to thank you guys so much for listening. It's so good that we have our little baby Andy oh. Fiore back. <laughs> um and a little works for wear, but I'll be back and better than ever. Oh yeah, dude. I, what happened? I you see a spider over there? No, I I have to put my, my plug in because I <laughs> You start I'm like, moving around like a cockroach is coming straight for you. <laughs> let's let's we're almost done. Let me uh let's do the uh plugs and everything because I I feel like I'm I'm gonna cut off out of nowhere because I I have it added the plug. Um guys, thank you so much for listening. I am at Shoney Time on Instagram and Twitter. Andy, you are at Andy Fiore. That's A N D Y F I O R I. Thanks to Mushy Mike, our producer. Follow him at Mike V Suarez, and you can follow us at the DYM I am podcast. podcast. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. And guys, this has been a blast. We want to thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Also, hit up both of our serious shows. Mine's at Wednesday at 4 p.m. Andy's is at Thursday at 4 p.m. on Raw Dog 99. You guys are fantastic. Bye we bye love you. Bye-bye.